0: It's a Syracuse basketball game day in the final rendition of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. It's Locked On Syracuse. It's your Tuesday episode, and it starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com, use promo code On at checkout to get that extra 30% or $30. Off your order. Uh, just Owen Valentine here today. No bones. We are unfortunately on conflicting work schedules at the moment. I'm working during the day. Bones working at night. Uh, today worked out that I end up doing the episode uh, when we ended up uh, with the the difficulties planning this one out with the the varying work schedules. But we're gonna talk basketball. We are going to talk a three and three Syracuse basketball team, a team that has struggled, lost back-to-back games. They just dropped to Bryant. They lost to Colgate earlier in the year, and uh, it it hasn't been great. Obviously, a St. John's loss sandwiched in between those games. It has not been great, but an opportunity for Syracuse to definitely get back on the right track in the ACC Big Ten Challenge as they have a tough task uh, playing a a very strong Illinois team uh, tonight. It, it, it's it's going to be a difficult game. I, I can't lie about that one. I can't beat her on the bush. But I wanted to lead today talking a little bit about the ACC Big Ten Challenge as a whole, just because some news broke earlier today that this will be the last rendition of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, as uh, a lot of it has to do with money and, and TV deals and ESPN being, you know, affiliated with the ACC for a lot of their work and having those contracts. And the Big Ten's new contract does not really involve ESPN. I don't think they involve them at all. Uh, It was a natural sort of fall apart. And it now becomes the ACC-SEC Challenge, uh, which which will be exciting. I think it's a different task. It doesn't quite have the history of the ACC-Big Ten Challenge, which is, what, 28-ish years ago or years old at this point. Uh, or 28, I think, is the number of years, but it, it's been going on for a while, and, you know, Syracuse with nine years under its belt. Uh, in terms of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, they're four and five all-time in those games as you sort of go through. Uh, thriller last season, you know, the, the Bayheims combined for, like, 50-plus. Gerard put up 23 or something like that on a double overtime game against Indiana. Uh, you lost back to back in 2019 and 2020 with Iowa, Luca Garza, at Iowa, and then Rutgers in 2020. You beat Ohio State in 2018. You beat Maryland in 2017, a Kevin Herter, uh Maryland team at that. Uh, three straight losses prior Wisconsin, Wisconsin, which was an overtime loss in uh, in 2015. Uh, Michigan loss, and then obviously the first ACC Big Ten Challenge Syracuse partook in. Uh, was a win against Indiana. They're four and five all time in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Could get to five hundred. Could get above five hundred on the season and two five hundred all time in the challenge for Syracuse with a win against Illinois. Uh, but it's going to be a difficult game, one hundred percent. And moving forward, i you know one last note on that before we start talking a little bit about the the Fighting Illini and, and seeing what what they have to offer this year. Uh, I, I think you know SEC matchups present a, a new sort of interesting beast, and I think if you if you look at the the history of the challenge, the you know the ACC is sort of dipped, especially recently. And I believe the all time record, or at least the especially the recent record, uh, sides with the Big Ten as they've had a lot of sort of I guess conference depth, you could say, uh, with a lot of teams being pretty solid. And the ACC is you know the top has stayed for the most part, obviously some down years, but the top has been solid and and the bottom has, has struggled and there hasn't really been that middle or that uh, addition to the upper third, I guess you could say, in terms of that. So, you know, the Big Ten is, has had the ACC's number in recent years, but I look at the matchups the SEC presents, you know, the SEC's got a lot of up and coming teams, uh, teams that have been good as of late, uh, not necessarily schools that you th- first think of basketball, uh, I, I can't wait. You know, ideally, it'll happen early on. It'd be cool to see Nate Oates and in Alabama. Uh, that would be a fun matchup uh, to bring him back to to New York and and then into Central New York for this game. That would be cool to see. Uh, there's some other matchups that would be fun, 100. percent But I, it's it's new. It's interesting. I don't know all everything right now. There's a lot that you know still needs to be ironed out at this point. But starting next season, it will be the ACC SEC Challenge making this the last rendition of the Big Ten ACC Challenge this season. So Syracuse with a, a difficult draw in Illinois at this point. And it's an Illinois team that, that I think is very good and is, is got a lot of you know strong attributes. You look at Ken Palm, uh, just for a quick little breakdown, they're top 40 in, in both offense and defense. Uh, they shoot the ball really well, uh, almost 38% from three as a team uh 62% from the field as a team they're very efficient in terms of their shooting they make shots uh and that's something that that Syracuse is going to need to to definitely lock in on if they want to be competitive in this game uh because this is a team that can shoot it's a team that can score uh and it's a team that does what it needs to do to to be competitive and and to really be uh put themselves in a chance to win so you're going to have to do something defensively if you're Syracuse that quite frankly the orange have not shown Thus far this season, there have been sparks, but it's going to have to be a complete game defense that really will step things up this game for for Syracuse to be, you know, in a position to win. Uh, the Illini are five and one right now. They lost to a very very good Virginia team by nine. Uh, that Virginia squad is is outstanding. They've shot up the rankings. I think they're at number three. In the country, if I remember correctly from uh, from today's rankings, it's an outstanding team, and by no means a bad loss if you're Illinois. They're they're good. Uh, they've faced a lot of bad teams, I will say. Three teams outside Ken Palm's top 300, uh, another team outside the top 250. They played UCLA, who's 12 in Ken Palm. I believe they just dropped to 21 in the AP poll. They have played some very bad teams. And they've done the job against bad teams: thirty-point win, thirty-eight-point win, nearly a forty-point win, and a thirty-three-point win. Uh, they beat UCLA by nine, and then they played a nine-point game against a very, very strong Virginia team. This is a team that that can score, and they know what they can do, and, and they're pretty solid uh, in terms of names. I mean, Terrence Shannon is the name to look out for, averaging you know over twenty a game at this point. I think six boards, just a presence. Six-six. Uh, senior he's experienced he knows what he's doing uh he plays the game really well uh and it's it's going to be tough for Syracuse to contain him and another guy that that is so much fun and he's got to be in possibly the the active all-time names right now in terms of coolest name you've got Dane Danger the 6'9 sophomore he's 6'9 270 he's got 40 pounds on Jesse Edwards. This guy's a unit. He can move too. I, I think he gets out and runs a lot better than you might anticipate a guy of his size to do. Uh, I was just watching some of his highlights and absolute just, he's a menace. The guy can get down the floor. He's active in transition. and can throw the ball down, uh, which is really, really fun to watch. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. I'm going to watch it as I talk. He is just fun to watch, like, like a big time player. And I think that size is is something that Syracuse is going to need to be aware of and something that you might be worried about if you're the Orange and rightfully so worried if you are Syracuse because he has been just an absolute unit. And Syracuse in the past has struggled to defend and Syracuse has struggled uh, this season when Jesse Edwards gets into foul trouble. You know, it's early on. He's picked up a couple of tic-tac fouls, whatever that might be. And that's a situation that really is tough to recover from. We talked with, uh, with Jim Bayheim after the game talks about how, you know, Monir Hima is hurt. We don't know the logistics of that. Obviously John Bowl with a lot of run in this past game, didn't really see the offensive splash from him. Obviously, you know, I'm a huge hands up. I'm a huge John Bowl fan. I think he plays the game the right way, albeit he's not the greatest basketball player, does everything you want him to do, but he was by no means the answer. And the guy that, you know, went, a perfect situation. He is not the guy that's playing on this team. He's a bench presence, having fun, things like that, picking up teammates, encouraging teammates uh, and and doing what he can to contribute. This is far outside of his role. Uh, We we saw Peter Carey and he's not been great. And that's something you've got to be concerned about as well. So, you know, if, if danger can get Jesse into foul trouble by, you know, just playing his game, being that interior presence, Uh, Being a big that Jesse has to contend and and defend and this team has to defend uh, is going to present some difficulties for the Orange. Coming up after this, we're going to talk what Syracuse has to do to put themselves into a position to win against a very tough Illinois. We'll keep talking Illinois, but we will think what can Syracuse do to put themselves in a position to win this basketball game tonight. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I've got some ideas, but we will break them down in a second. We're talking Omaha Steaks Day. They're our title sponsor. They are a gift that I got oh a handful of years ago. Just outstanding. Uh, The delicious steaks. uh, A lot of fun to to just be able to have you know in the fridge some something in the freezer something ready to go, uh, ready to throw on the grill, ready to throw on the stove in the oven, however you choose to cook it, uh, and they're delicious. Well, when all said and done, I mean, the holidays are here and achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender and delicious Omaha steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday Hero, Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use code LOCKEDON at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. All right. We are back. We're talking Syracuse, Illinois. It is an Owen show. Bones at work right now. Uh, you can yell at him if you want, but. You know, we're both working, trying to find the time to uh, to get us on together. Sometimes doesn't always work out. So it's a solo show today. No worries. Talking an Illinois team that's very, very solid. And I think, you know, I just talked about it. Dane Danger is going to possibly be an absolute menace in this game. And the guy that I really circle uh, on an Illinois team that has a guy in Terrence Shannon that, you know, Ken Palm currently has as a top 10 player in his player of the year standings, obviously very early, but a guy that is just outstanding. And I'm worried about danger. Uh, I'm also worried about Shannon. I'm not going to deny that, but I think the size that danger presents is going to be a very difficult challenge for, for Jesse Edwards and, you know, the Syracuse bigs as a whole. And I'm curious to see how they, how they step up to the occasion. Uh, As a team though, you know, throw a little bit more out there with them. They play a solid game. They do what you need to do in order to put yourself in a position to win. They they take advantage of shots, right? They're not going to let you come in and play lackadaisical defense and not hit the three. If you give them an open shot, they're going to hit the open shot. And that's sort of my focus for Syracuse. And my first key to this one, for the Orange to be competitive, for the Orange to put themselves in a position to win this basketball game, you have to play a far better defensive game than you have played in this season. The last 10 or 15 minutes against Bryant, albeit ends in a loss, the Syracuse defense was playing a lot better than we had seen them, Uh, getting a lot of steals, getting a lot of stops. And that was what propelled them back into a game that they were down 10 or 12 for a good chunk of the second half. Uh, That was was incredibly important and, and what Syracuse needed. And it goes to show, right? We talk about it in layman's terms, defense creates offense. And this is a team that can get out and run. They're very athletic. They can move. They got guys that can get up the court and they are going to need to do that. Uh, This is a a game that they're going to need to be solid defensively in order to succeed offensively uh, and keep them in this game. The defense needs to step up. I want to see this team play sound three-point shot defense. Rotate if you're in man. They have not really been playing man. Uh, But when you're in the zone, get those rotations down. Close out with a hand in the face. Do not jump. Keep on the floor like simple things. I feel like, you know, you got to go back to the basics here. Uh, The little things. You close out. Gerard needs to stay higher at the top of the zone. He's dipping way too far down in the zone, giving opposing teams wide open threes. It's a team that needs to show something defensively if they want to be competitive because this is a team in Illinois that will take advantage of every open shot that they give you inside the arc, outside the arc in transition to team that's going to take every opportunity that they can uh, to torch you, to get ahead of you, to do what they need to do in order to win. Uh, that That's key number one. My other key is, I mean, Syracuse needs to figure out ways to get offense uh, and they, they have been there and it's, I, I don't know, actually, I don't know if I want to say ways to get offense, I want to see guys step up and continue to step up, right? That, that's Justin Taylor, who, who's coming off, obviously, his best game of the year against Bryant and, and one of the best you know, Syracuse single game uh, performances or individual performances this season from anybody. He was absolutely incredible, kept this team in the game. Same goes to Chris Bell, what they were doing offensively. I want to continue to see guys step up and step into roles, right? If, if Gerard comes out flat and, and doesn't have a big-time game, can Simir come in off the bench and, and have a strong showing and, and crash boards and be the defensive presence that we've seen him be, uh, facilitate, that kind of stuff? Can guys, when presented the opportunity in this game for whatever situation, for however many minutes, every guy in this game for Syracuse needs to step up and, and do something and, and bring something to the table because it's going to go a long way for the Orange. They, they've got to have versatility in scoring. They've got to have versatility in being able to rotate a little bit. Uh, you've got to have guys figure out a way to contribute. If that's Kadeer Copeland, you know, coming in for, for two, three minutes just to change things up uh, and be in a, smart, a spark. Malik Brown, we've seen him become that spark off the bench a handful of times this year. Can he do the same thing? Like who can step up? You saw that huge step-up performance from Taylor and, and how big, you know, of a role that played and the dividends that it meant really for Syracuse to stay alive in that basketball game. It's huge. It's gigantic. And you're going to need to continue to have in a team with I'm going to say a lot of question marks in a team that has depth of of unestablished players. I will say guys that we know have shown these flashes, but who is the consistent guys who are the guys that are going to continue to show up and continue to show out might rotate or it might start to to solidify a little bit. And I think there are still so many questions. You look to John Bowl, I guess, in this situation now, Peter Carey in this situation now, Taylor in this situation now, um, Saimir, when he comes in off the bench, uh, in this situation now, uh, guys I'm missing, Malik Brown, Kwadir, we just talked about all these guys when your name is called, if your name is called, you know, what are you gonna do? How are you going to be able to to figure this out? How can you contribute? How can you make this the greatest opportunity? For your team to win a basketball game, that is going to go such a long way. Third key, I mean, Joe Girard either has to figure it out or Beheim needs to make a decision. That is going to be my third key for Syracuse. Joe Girard is two for 22 in the last two basketball games. That's under 10%. That is absolutely atrocious. Uh, and it hasn't looked good in, in route of doing that. And it's something that I think Syracuse fans are rightfully concerned about and rightfully outspoken about at this point. We get it. Shooters got to shoot, and in order to get out of a shooting slump, you need to continue to shoot. But two for twenty-two is too much continuing to shoot. That leash has got to be shorter or shorter in this game, because as we said uh, last episode, right? The defensive woes that result, or the defensive, you know, drop-off that results of Joe being in the game, is very, very evident, and, and it's it's not hidden by any means, and it's it's clear as day every time you know Syracuse is having defensive struggles. Uh, it's hard to do when there's that lack of length and uh, not as quick and things like that, where he, he just has not been outstanding and it is something of note. Uh, But whatever it is, you know, if Joe is not there to shoot and is not shooting the ball well and scoring offensively, that decision needs to be made because Simir can be in the game and, and distribute and be a better defensive player and crash rebounds and, you know, get steals, be a better presence in the passing lane. Uh, this is all stuff that Simir can present, and if, you know, Joe's not scoring offensively, then there is no drop-off, right? Simir obviously a less a lesser scorer than Gerard is, has shown moments where he can score, but definitely, uh, you know, a lesser scorer. If Joe's not scoring, why would you not take the better defensive option? So that's what I want to see: either Joe. You know, has it figured out. He comes out, he hits a couple of threes early on. He goes, I don't know, four for seven from three, ends up with 16 points, whatever it might be, 18 points. Love it. Keep him in the game, play him his minutes. But this cannot be a box score that says Joe Girard, 36 minutes, four points, You know, two for 12 from the field. That is not what's going to work. You've got to be able to make that decision because you've shown There's some changes that can happen here. Taylor can run possibly even the one, uh, but can be another guard look. And you can play Bell and Taylor and Judah and Simir at the same time. Honestly, that's how how crazy these guys can be in terms of the versatility that Taylor and Bell can bring you when in the game at the same time. They could play the three and the four. They could play the two and the three. They could play the one and the two. They really could. Uh, play any of these positions for Syracuse. And you got to watch and and see what they can contribute because they can jump in off the bench and do anything that it is that you need them to do. All right, audio listeners, you are, I believe, going to get an ad right here. And YouTube listeners, you're going to bounce right back. We have no break for YouTube today. Uh, So we're going to talk our final, I guess it's going to be a prediction out of me today. I don't have Bones' input in terms of a prediction. Probably should have figured that out. I could have at least given his ideas on this game. I'm sure we're going to fall in a very similar sort of gap here. You know, we look at Ken Palm. Ken Palm has a Syracuse loss, 76 to 66. Uh, This is a road game for Syracuse. Uh, I I don't really think that this is a game that they can win. I will say this is a game for Syracuse, though, that if they do win, will go a long way in terms of bouncing back. And I know I I can't flip the switch that easily and say they're back and, and things are great, but if they come in and they beat Illinois, this is something that I think a lot of Syracuse fans can say, okay, this is a young team. It takes a little bit. So many freshmen, so many new faces. This is a team that might need some time. They're losing games right now, but they've shown moments that maybe they've figured some things out. They can build, they can grow, and this can be a team that possibly makes the NCAA tournament. They could also come out in this game, get absolutely you know walloped by Illinois, and, and then you're you have a losing non-conference record for the first time. Uh, really I mean you lose game one to Virginia a handful of years back but the first time in the Ken Palm era that Syracuse genuinely has a losing non-conference record uh, before ACC play uh, if you lose this game it would be terrible Uh, it's realistically going to happen you're going to be three and four after this game Uh, but it it sort of reassures if Syracuse loses this game by 20-25 points uh, it, it's gonna be very, very worrisome for fans. And there I assume will be quite a few uh outraged fans and, and opinionated fans that want to get their voices heard, thoughts heard, just rant somewhere. Uh and obviously we'll be going on Twitter to to give as much as we can on that at L O underscore Syracuse on Twitter if you want to follow along over there. We've been doing great. Love the interactions. We appreciate them. Uh as we said, I mean after that Bryant game, there were I think fifty replies on the tweets. Uh, that was awesome. Getting you know, conversation started, ideas flowing, maybe some banter back and forth, whatever it may be. A lot of fun. But a bad loss to Illinois and a three and four team, the way this team has looked in getting to three and four, uh, is going to be very worrisome and definitely lead to some outspoken fans. I think Syracuse keeps it a little bit closer. I think they drop this one. I would say by ten to fifteen. Uh, so I guess I'll say a twelve point loss for Syracuse. Uh, and, and I'm going to say a little bit higher scoring than maybe Ken Palm has. Thinking like 82 70, possibly 82 70, we'll run with uh, in terms of an Illinois win in this game. It's a tough game, and it is. And, and you wish, and realistically, and pregame when we were leading up to this, we talked about it's a simple non conference schedule. Syracuse could have been, you could argue, should have been, and should be. 6 and 0 going into this game. This could have been a ranked matchup. Generously. Um but it could have been a fringe ranked matchup if Syracuse is 6 and 0. Uh maybe receiving votes and, and playing a top 25 Illinois team that's only lost is to a top 5 team in the country right now. Uh with a lot on the line and a lot in terms of, you know, what could could grow from this game if you're Syracuse. That's not the case. It's a 3 and 3 team. They're down in the dumps. The fan base is rightfully angry. You lost two games in the non-conference slate to Colgate and Bryant. Back-to-back games to Colgate. You've now lost to Bryant. Bryant almost beat you a couple of years ago as well. We forget that was a one-point game in the Dome during the COVID year. Uh, it's, it's not looking great. Uh, and, and Syracuse needs something. And, and it would be true Syracuse basketball fashion to put everyone on the floor. Right? This is a boxing match. You're on the floor. Or maybe we'll say a UFC fight. You're on the floor taking punch after punch after punch. And would an Illinois win, not just be the, oh, they rolled over, they're standing back up on their feet. That is Syracuse basketball. We've seen it happen in the past. When you think all hope is gone, they'll come out and beat a team. They have no business beating. I hope that's the case tonight. I don't think it is. My prediction says that I don't think it is. Uh, If I was betting, I would not bet Syracuse money line in this game, but they have shown in the past, uh, not this season, but in years past that they can win games that they have no business being involved in. And I think that this Illinois game right now, given the way Syracuse is played is a game that they don't have business being involved with. And that is unfortunate. Uh, It's disappointing, but that is the reality of Syracuse basketball at this point. All right, tomorrow we will, I assume, break this game back down. I'll write that score down 82 70. See, uh, see how I did. Bones should be back on tomorrow. We'll both be here. Breaking down the post-game uh, thoughts, ideas: is this disaster? Is it okay? Are there redeeming moments? I don't know what this game is going to end up indicating for Syracuse basketball, but I will say there will be a lot of ideas, win or lose, in this game uh, to talk about this Syracuse basketball team as they finish things up. Thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts i'm owen valentine this has been your locked on syracuse tuesday episode go syracuse i mean come on get a win hopefully i don't know if they'll do it but we need to see it uh we'll talk to you tomorrow morning with ideally a syracuse win but regardless a lot of takes nonetheless have a great day go orange